okay so team first of all a very good evening to everyone and welcome to the info section and and today we are here for cloud security masterclass and my name is ayush so team uh, before moving forward i would just like to give my introduction so team my name is ayush and i will be instructor for this entire program and about my it experience i have been working in the industry for last eight plus years on various domain uh, I have started my career as a mainframe developer, then onwards started working in a cloud, and more specifically on AWS. Also, then a trainer. I am a consultant for a lot of countries worldwide. I basically support the organization to migrate to the AWS cloud platform, and also help them to secure the cloud computing platform. I design solution for them. Okay, so team, that's my whole experience. And I'm also AWS certified cloud practitioner, AWS certified solution architect, AWS certified security specialty. I have worked in Kubol, JCL, PL1, DB2, and I'm also certified ethical hacker, right? So, team, like this is all about my introduction. Okay. So, team, first of all, like what is our agenda for today? So, today we'll be starting with introduction. Then we will be discussing about shared responsibility model. Then we'll be discussing about AWS 12 architect framework and team finally will be discussing about security pillar and design principle. So team, this is our agenda and we'll be just covering one by one. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to start with the introduction that is cloud computing. Cool team. So this is our first thing that we're going to discuss. So team, what is cloud computing? So first thing is that cloud computing is the on-demand delivery of compute power, database storage and application and other IT resources. So team, this kind of definition you can see uh, you know, on a web, right? So like today I will just tell you like my kind of a definition. So my kind of a definition is like cloud computing is basically made up of two words, right? So this is cloud computing cool team so cloud computing is basically of of two words so i'm just gonna break into into two right so first one is cloud so team what is cloud so cloud is means accessing something over the internet cool team so if you are accessing something over the internet this will be called as cloud and for computing we are having four types of things okay first one is cpu capacity we have cpu capacity then we have storage capacity then we have uh, memory capacity okay then we have network capacity so team like whenever you are just going to uh, like have these kind of capacity and you can access them over the internet then it is called as cloud computing cool team so if you are having these capacity and if you are able to access over the internet it is called as cloud computing right so team uh, okay so like what is cloud computing we have discussed right so it is made up of two words right like first one is cloud second is computing and computing yeah, we are having four capacity that is cpu capacity memory capacity storage capacity network capacity and if you are going to access 
all this capacity over the internet then it is called as cloud computing cool team so this is the cloud computing now team cloud computing comes with a service platform which give you which gives you the opportunity of pay as you go pricing so team like what does this mean like pay as you go pricing team pay as you go pricing means that see i have created my account right so this is my aws account so just now i want to show like these are my services right so all these services i am having okay so this is these are my services and team if i want to access these services okay and what will happen whenever you're creating account you don't have to pay for like all these services that are mentioned here so out of all these services the services which you are gonna use you have to pay for only that thing for example like we are having something called as s3 cool team like for example we are having something called as s3 and if you're gonna use like 100 gb of storage right like a google drive if you're gonna use s3 okay for storing your data like 100 gb so what you will do you have to pay for only 100 gb if some other person is storing like data of 1000 gb so yeah he or she might have to pay for 1000 gb right so this is called as pay as you go pricing it means that whatever you are using you have to pay for it cool team then uh you can provision exactly the right type and size of computing resources you need so what does this mean so team this means that so this means that team like if you are having all these things like if you're working in the on-premises and what will happen okay now for example uh we all here in a session just think about making our like opening our startup so what we are going to do first of all we need to buy a building right so we have to just rent out things we have to do lot of things okay and if you are just buying our storage capacity or servers so we just need to guess right like we are just starting so how much capacity of like servers we would be required so if we are working on cloud then you don't have to guess right like what amount we have to use in cloud see in cloud what we can do we can just easily go there and we can just just change the configuration right now for example in my server i just need uh, around uh two core cpu okay so i don't need to think about it like after some time i need four core cpu so what will happen i just need to change it right i just don't need to worry about or guessing all these things okay so if you are going for the cloud we can provisional provision exact the right type and size of computing resources we need cool team and i showed you right you can access as many resources as you need instantly it means a team like if i am going here if i am using something okay i can do instance right if it wants to store something here right in s3 this is a kind of a storage service so what i need to do i just need to come here and just need to upload see i can do anything right if i need to upload anything i can just upload my storage all these things here so we can access each and everything almost instantly right team then simple access to server storage databases i already told you okay and all these things will be maintained by the aws so this is cloud computing right if you're just getting all these things over the internet if you are if you are having the pay-as-you-go pricing right all these things if you are having so this is a cloud computing now team like there are some cloud like some cloud services we have been using like for example gmail 
in gmail like i know that uh, most like not most like each and everyone uh, will be using gmail okay and we know that gmail is providing us around 15 gb of free data after that we have to just pay for it right and for that we really don't need to buy any infrastructure not not a single storage device. Right? we just need to uh, create an account and just use it same with the dropbox if you want to store your file photos movies whatever you want to do you can do same things with the dropbox then team we are having something called as netflix i know that so all these people who are just uh, keen on watching uh, movies series they will be really happy with the netflix right so what is happening you just need to buy a subscription and you just need to use it right so these are the some of the cloud services that we are using now team next question like this is the biggest question uh, like if you are just going to start with a cloud journey uh, whether you are a person organization or uh, you are just wants to start your journey the cloud like as a solution architect or anyone right so this is the first thing we need to understand like why to cloud see like for example we all are working in an organization right so and uh, for example like i am uh, i am just owner of an organization okay now what happens team like all my competitors are just moving from on-premises to the cloud right like in on-premises from the cloud so it doesn't matter right like my all competitors or my rivals are moving so i also need to move from on-premises to the cloud right so if you're just seeing others from moving on-premises to the cloud and on that basis you are taking decision so that is completely wrong perception team First of all, we need to check like uh, this cloud is good for us not then we need to check our compatibility, right? We need to check our requirements that we why, why we are going for this is it required for us, right? So it's it's not really like that like others our competitors and other rivalries are moving So we also need to move so it is completely wrong perception first of all we need to understand the benefits all these things right what are the benefits why we need to move cloud so for this purpose we need to just understand like why to cloud okay so team like for example okay so these are the benefits or you can say like why to cloud uh, situations so first thing that i'm having is called as capex to opex why to move to cloud so team what is capex to opex so team capex to opex means first of all capex means capital expense and opex means operational expense right first one is capital expense and another one is operational expense okay so team uh, let me explain you like what all these things are see first one is capex so capital expense means now for example i really wants to build my own data center in my own premises so for all that thing what i require i require i just need to buy a infrastructure then i need to have uh, my hardware devices right i need to have internet connection right then i need to have storage devices right then i need to have networking capabilities then i need to have servers right by this i need to have human resources right so by this way i need to have 
for lots of things right so team by this way if you are just going for the capex capex means if you are just going to build your own data center on your premises then you need to take or you just need to buy a lot of things right you just need to buy infrastructure that is building or you need to rent out you need in internet connection you need storage you need network you need servers you need human resources right uh, you need uh, heat ventilation and air con air conditioning right so you need like all these kind of stuff right team so team i believe like if you are just uh, working in an organization if i am just trying to build my own data center i need to pay a lot of things right so these are the capital expenses that mean that you just need to pay for the just pay for upfront right then we have like operational cost team like we need to have we need to pay salary right to our employees then we need to maintain all these things right our servers storage then we have eol end of life events i will explain you later like what is eol so live by this way team we have lots of things to manage right so these my uh, these are my exp uh, like uh, uh, capital expenses these are my operational expenses so team now for example okay so now for example if i am just uh, going to build my own data center and if i am just paying for all these things so for every organization we are having vision and mission right so team like for example if um, if i am just going to focus on these things so i will be deviated from my uh, like vision and mission right so for that we have something to uh, like in if we are just going for the cloud so we don't need to do anything team we just need to only create an account of we just need to do all these things see now if i wants to build my infrastructure so team for example this is my vpc can you see here like this is my vpc i can create subnet all these things right so team like if you're just going going to do all these things it means that i can uh, just uh, whatever i wants to do like i can build my own networking things right so by this way team i can build my complete data center over the cloud and i really don't need to pay for e like any of these so team like this is the first example of benefits right for y2 cloud so we just need to uh, remove all these thing cool team then then onwards we have like something called as scalability so team what is scalability what is scalability team scalability is the ability of it resources to increase or decrease as per the scale of business demands cool team what is scalability scalability is the ability of the it resources to increase or decrease as per the business demands okay so team for this i will just show you an example okay like for example this is my website okay I am just uh, going for like shopping.com. Okay, so this is my website that is shopping.com. Now, team, this is my one server, right? Okay. Now, this server is going to fulfill all my requirement. Okay. Now, team, for example, this is uh, I am having this uh, all these things like in my 
own data center right on my on premises now for example now after some time my this website uh, becomes popular and i am having lots of requests right so what will happen team i will uh, i have to just increase my servers right so how can i do it i just need to buy more hardware right so what will happen team i just need to buy more infrastructure more maintenance all these kind of things right but team for example if you are going to build all these things over the cloud then you don't need to worry you just need to go for something called as auto scaling and using auto scaling all these servers will be increased in the back end cool then team second thing is that now for example okay now team for example i am just planning for my sale day okay like for example i am going for weekend sale or independence sale for any kind of a sale what will happen now like for example in daily basis i am having only 100 or thousands users okay i am having only 1000 100 request now like in my sale i know that it can go around like 10000 or 20000 so for that purpose we what we need to do we just need to buy server right so i have bought server now what will happen team like after some time uh, like i know that we're after sale day again my request will be around 100 so all this us will be getting uh, like waste right so what i can do i can just go for the cloud and i can create as my as like if i enable auto scaling so whenever the sale day will come all these things will scale according to my requirement right now if i'm having 10000 request so these five servers will be able to do it now my request reached to 20000 so by this way team these servers will be increasing in the back end now as this sale and and my request start decreasing all these things will also be descaled it means that all these things will be uh, descaled and again on the normal day i am just going to start work with the same server right so by this way team if you are going for the cloud scalability is really really easy if you are going for the uh if you are going for cloud right then you can do scalability very easily right so for that reason we are going for the cloud right so this one is scalability now team third thing that we are having something called as compliance okay so team what is compliance team like compliance i know that most of you have heard about uh, hipaa gdpr right and all this thing pci dss so team it's nothing but we are just oh, we have to obey some rules and regulation right okay so if you are just wants to uh, store the data of european people right so you just need to go by like gdpr if you wants to uh, store the uh, what we say uh, customers or patients of like uh, data of like us then we have to go for like hipaa right so for that purpose we need to just follow rules okay that is called as compliance so if you are just following compliance on our own data center then it's really tough but we, if you are going for the cloud so there are like tools we can go for that and we can do it in a very easy way cool team so this is the cloud this is the third benefit right this one is third this one is second this one is over first one right capex to opex so these are the three advantages right first one is capex to opex if you don't need to buy any off like if you don't want to buy any hardware or anything offer we can go for capex then scalability is very easy 
then we have compliance. Then team something here we have called as EOL. So what is EOL team? EOL is end of life events. Okay, so it's like company replaced your working laptop with the new one, right? Like if you all are working in an organization, okay? So it's not really like that uh, you all will be using the same laptop for like if you're working in an organization for eight years, 10 years. So it's not like that you will be using the same lap laptop like that till day you are just leaving the organization, right? So that's not the case. What will happen like after around two or three years, what will happen? Uh, your organization will just replace your old laptop with a new one, right? And team, the, re the, the reason is that uh, like it will just match the standard and your like hardware will be your uh, hardware and software will be outdated. We need they would be needing a patching, right? So for that purpose, we are just going for EOL, right team? So for that purpose, we are going for something called as EOL that is called as end of life events. So team, like whenever you are going for EOL, we are just using what we are using we are if you are going for EOL uh, and we are just going for the cloud then team like whatever things we I have mentioned in like capex and opex then we just don't need to go for all these things right team then we don't need to go for like all these things like EOL like all the server storage all these things will be replaced in the backend by the cloud service provider now team like if we if we are just doing all these things on your uh, on your premises on your own data center. So what will happen? Then you have to do it by your own right you have to just uh, replace over like after 10 20 12 years where uh, whatever will be their life period, right? So you, you can't be relied on the that single server. Okay, what will happen like if you are using the same server like after their life period is over What will happen like anytime they can go down and you will be in trouble, right? So to remove all these things we are going for something called as end of life events then team we are having something called as less hr i know team like it's not a really good practice okay not a good practice means like if we are a working organization we all will be losing our jobs right so this is not good but team like if you think in a perspective of an organization it's a really really good thing like they can just remove like human negligence error uh, then they don't have to uh, do like a all these things right they have to pay less salary okay so they are just getting benefit right so that's why like organization are moving to the cloud cool team so this was our less hr then team uh, then we have something called a disaster recovery or dr sites team for example okay now team for example if you are just building our own thing in our Okay, so team if we are just uh, uh, going for the DR side So what will happen? Okay, so team like for example if you're working in your uh, like if you are having your own organization You are having your own premises your own data center. So what you are gonna do? You you are just having uh, like for example you are having your office in Gurgaon, right? So you are just using all these things. So team what will happen? You just need to pay all these things, right? Uh, for everything and now what happens like after some time you just wants to go for dr site okay if you just wants to go for cr dr side now if you are afraid that uh, due to any disaster you are go you are just going to lose uh, your data yours everything right your project so for that purpose what you can do you can just uh, 
uh, create a DR site, right? Now, team, for example, if you are having your own, own organization or, or if you are just working all these things on your own premises, what will happen? It's not really easy, right? You are just going to buy a, uh, like you just need to uh, go to the another place and just buy all these things, similar things. You are just replicating all these things, okay? So these DR, just to build a DR sites, it's not really, really easy. We just need to do all these things uh, manually and this will take around a lot of engineering, right? So it's not really, really easy for to build a DR site. But team, like if you're working in organization, right? Okay, and if you're doing all these things in your own like cloud, so what will happen? You can just create a DR site like very easily. You can just re replicate all these things to another region in a very easy way, right? Okay, so team, uh, we are just going to build DR site in this way. Then we have something called as security, right? Then we have something called as security. So team, what is security? So team, like I know that uh, I'm just going to give like all these advantages. Now you might you might be thinking. Uh, if you're uh, moving from on-premise to on-premises to the cloud, so security will be also increased. But I will uh, say you that it's completely wrong if you are just okay. So if we just uh, what will happen, team? If we are just uh, moving to the cloud, we are just increasing the risk, right? But team, like there is a one more thing. Like if you are just moving to the cloud, what will happen, right? If you are just increase like it's in, it's increasing the risk. But if you are just moving to the cloud, what will happen? Cloud service provider is just giving you lots of tools and lots of things so that you can protect and you can just manage your security accordingly. Cool team. So this is security. Okay. So these are the advantages of cloud, right? First one is capex to opex. Then we have scalability. Then we have compliance. Then we have EOL. Then less HR. Then DR. Then security. Cool team. So these are the advantages. Now team, we are having some disadvantages. Like if you're working in an or like uh, everything's in the world, if they are, have pros, then we have cons as well, right? So same way here, if you are having some advantages, so we are also having some disadvantages as well, as well, right? So first one is team, multi-tenant, okay? Multi-tenancy or multi-tenant, okay? So team, what is multi-tenancy? So First thing is that team, like if you're working in a uh, cloud, so what will happen? We just, we all are using the same piece of hardware, right? So for example, okay. So for example, this is the piece of hardware of cloud service provider. Cool team. And if you're just using a piece of hardware from here to store your uh, anything, right? Your files and folders. So this piece will be allo uh, allocated to you. Then if some other person wants to access, then this piece will be allocated to him or her. So in this way, team, like this piece of hardware is shared with each and everyone, right? So team, this is called as multi-tenancy, right? But team, like what will happen here? Like these all things will be logically separated. Still, if you are using the same hardware, but all these things will be logically separated. So first thing is that team, if you are just going for like very high secure, like if you're just working, if you're just uh, 
working in very high dedicated uh, high, high dedicated projects like you are working with defense and all these things so like there can be some issue with the multi tenancy right so like if you are having all these things so multi tenancy is one of the biggest thing but team like we are using encryption here right so we are using all these things encryptions so for all, for this purpose we can just uh, protect our data from others right so this is multi tenancy but with multi tenancy they are giving us option so that we can just uh, separate our data or we can protect our data then team like third party now team for example see now if i ask you guys just give me your credentials right if i am just asking you guys can you please uh, give me your office credentials right after like some amount of time like we are friends so you will not share it with anyone right you are not going to share it with your family members as well cool team so this is third party administrator so team like how can we trust our cloud right so if you all are like in an organization we are having like lots of customer client right so how can we put our like clients data over the cloud right how can we trust cloud so for that we are having third party administrator right so they are just giving a like ioc iso all these things like they will be just third party will be just giving certification then we will be just happy yeah they are certified means that they are we can trust them Cool team. Then we have like third thing like location constraint. Like you must uh, you must know exactly the location where your data is stored, right? Your sensitive data. So for this is also the thing. But we can we are using like S3 and all these things. So for that we are just aware. But if you are just using Google Drive, you won't be uh, knowing about your location of your sensitive data. Cool team. So these were the advantages or disadvantages of the cloud. Now team. there is something called as cloud deployment model okay now we have something called as cloud deployment model so team like in cloud deployment model uh, we are having different models okay so first of all we are having something called as public then we have private right then team third we are having something called as hybrid right so these are the things that were defined like a long back but right now we are having more deployment models okay so this deployment models are like traditional ones we are having more methods okay so first of all i am going to uh, discuss these then after that we will be moving away, uh, ahead with the advanced one right so first of all we are going to discuss that is public cool team so like in public deployment models what all things we are having okay so first of all public is just uh, broken into two parts okay first one is like your users right like for individuals then second one is organizational okay so team like if you are going for public for like individual okay so like for individuals we have a good example of google drive right so team like what is public cloud so there is a some cloud service provider okay and we are having just pay as you go model right so public cloud means that anyone can use it right now if you go for like organizational right like uh, google uh, like google drive right so google drive can be used by anyone right cool team like anyone can use a google drive they just need to you just need to sign in the google and you just need to use the google drive right so by this way team we are just using a public a uh, deployment model that is uh, google drive right so the google drive is example of public cloud we, uh, we anyone can use it right like anyone uh, using uh, just, just need to create a google account and they can easily use it 
now team if we talk about organizational level for that we are having something called as s3 right for that we are having called as s3 and it is here right so like if you are going for aws then we can go for s3 okay see now here you can just create your buckets and you can upload any amount of data you want so by this way team we are this these are the public deployments model so s3 is a public service team like people used to get confused all these things so s3 is a public service cool team and the only advantage with the public cloud service provider is so team uh, now we are going to discuss about public right so public cloud is something called as like there is a serve uh, like we are having a cloud service provider with pay as you go model right and we are having two things it is divided into two things first one is individual in that we are having like options like google drive and all that like one drive google drive anyone can use it then we have another option that is organizational we are having s3 like in other cloud service provider also we are having storage things we can go for that as well cool team so like there are like some disadvantage with public cloud right you can see the like in google drives we have very less security no location preferences and team limited space like after some amount of time even if you wants to pay more then you won't be able to store more things right they are they, they are just giving you special they are just giving you us limited space right the only advantage of public cloud is it's economical cool team now team we are having something called as private cloud and team it's really important and people used to get confused on this because we are having two things here first one is on premises private cloud putting first one is on premises private cloud then second we are having something called as off premises private cloud so team what are the difference between these two so first of all we are just going to discuss about on premises private cloud so team what is on premises private cloud so the on premises private cloud is that okay we have our own infrastructure first thing is that in on premises private cloud we are having our own infrastructure in that we are having our resource pooling we are just going to add the capacity like uh, all these things elasticity and scalability right team so what we are going to do in on premises private cloud we are just having our own uh, we are just having our own infrastructure right and we are just going to use the cloud right so how we can do it first thing is that on premises private cloud we are just having our all these things like hardware all these things they have buyed out second thing is that team what we need to do okay we just we are just adding the cloud capabilities and team like in on premises private cloud we can have cloud service provider as well like for example i have just uh, have all my things like hardware i have bought like a piece of uh, i have just bought an infrastructure then i have bought storage servers all these kind of things and then i'm asking aws can you just add cloud ca capabilities here so that i and my client can use it okay so this is on premises private cloud it means that we are deploying cloud on our own platform so team like there are like some advantages first one is that if you are going for on premises like in your own premises in your own organization so you will be having complete control okay then we are having something called as security okay so we have we, we are having high security because data is in our control then we know the exact idea of the location like where my data lies right team advantages 
like we are not having any multi tenancy so team like most of the people who are going for on premises private cloud those who are dealing with very sensitive projects like they are working with uh, uh they are working with uh, uh, medical or they are just going for like research right they are just working with uh military right so for all those like all these organization going for on premises private cloud then team there are like some disadvantages of on premises okay the disadvantages of on premises are like it's costly like you just need to buy each and everything right copex and opex all these all these things will be covered here then team you are fully responsible okay we need more resource management all this kind of thing okay so this is these are this is all about on premises private cloud then team we are having something called less off premises private cloud Team off-premises private cloud is nothing but it's a virtual private cloud, but not in your on-premises. Okay, so what is the best example here? Okay, I will show you. Team, this is VPC. Okay, this is called as virtual private cloud. Okay, so what is virtual? See, by the name only you can see they're like private. So this is a private thing. Okay, so this is a private service in cloud. So team, like using VPC, you can just build your own infrastructure here. Okay, you can just uh, bring like you can just uh, create your own virtual private cloud. You can create here subnets. You can just uh, create servers inside that. Okay, you can just launch servers inside your subnets. Then you can just out on the basis of whether you wants to uh, go for the uh, internet or internet like public or private facing, right? So you can do all these things right using firewalls. You can do all these things from here. So this is the example of virtual private cloud. Okay, so what what is virtual private cloud? This means that this is not in your premises. It means that it can be anywhere in like in any cloud service provider, whether it's AWS, Azure, GCP, cool team. And here physical hardware is shared, but virtually it is different. Cool team. So this is the basic difference between on-premises private cloud and off-premises private cloud. On-premises private cloud, we are just having uh, like Apex, Opex. We are having our own physical hardware, and we are just hosting our uh, cloud there. Then in on-premises private cloud, it, it means that we are not buying anything upfront uh, or any hardware. We are just going to use cloud service providers infrastructure. Cool team. So this is on-premises and off-premises. Now team we are having third one. Okay. Now team third thing we are having something called as hybrid. Okay. So what is hybrid team? Let me tell you. Okay. Then we have something called as hybrid. First of all, like people used to get confused with these things, right? This is my AWS management console, right? So team here some services are public some services are private. Okay, so this VPC is my private one cool So team what are things you can do in your premises? You can do here as well using virtual private cloud Okay, so the difference between public and private is that team like if you are creating your own infrastructure here it will be only accessed by you not by other members or like anyone and if you're going for s3 if you wants to share you can do it right so the public one is right okay so public means that you are having some services that can be used publicly okay that you are going for google drive right but if you are going for off premises it means that you are just building your own data center cool okay now team we have something called as hybrid team really hybrid is really interesting Okay, 
so then we have something called as hybrid so what is hybrid team hybrid is nothing is just a combination of public plus private it's just combination of public plus uh, public plus private. So I will tell you with an example with the use cases, right? So where we are using uh, this one. Okay. So for this, what we are going to do, team? Okay. I will just show you with the use cases. Okay. First one is that team. This is my on-premises. Okay. This is this is host like this is my cloud that is on-premises cloud. Okay. This is in my own infrastructure or what you can say in my own organization right now then this is my cloud okay this is my for example aws cloud this is my public one okay this is my public and this is my private now team how we are working here okay now team now for example okay the use cases are of public plus private like for hybrid is okay now for example if you get a requirement from your client that we just want to go for poc okay and you are not having a good amount of space left in your organization and you really you are not really uh, you are not really uh, aware that like this project will go live or not so for that purpose what you can do you can leverage that cloud service for that some amount of time you can create your POC and you can just show your client like if that cloud client is ready to uh, go for that project then you can just buy your server site so you can just use this public cloud service provider for like some amount of time then second thing is that you can build your DR site I already told you like to build a DR site it's not really easy so to build a DR site you just need to replicate all these things and you just need to uh, do a very lot you need this required a lot of engineering but if you just you are just wants to just uh, replicate from on-premise to public you can just easily do it right from aws to like uh, from your on-premise to aws you just need to use some tools and you can easily do that cool now there are like some if you wants to back up your data now if you wants to take a backup of your data then also you can go for this now you have like all your data here you are using here but now if you are just out or you are just running out of your storage you just don't need to buy storage divided you just need to extend this to your public cloud service provider and use that right so this is really simple right hybrid you are just you having your own private infrastructure and you are just using a public one for you are just having a private infrastructure and you are using public for some amount of time for disaster recovery or backup of your data now team these were the traditional ones now the latest ones that are in a market are first one is community cloud so what is community cloud team so community cloud is nothing but see community cloud is nothing but it just like for example you are just going to deploy this for a particular community and this will be used by them only what is the example for this okay now for example i am having four banks okay i am having four banks so these are my four banks in india okay i am taking any bank you can take any bank so i am having four banks right so first one is sbi then i am having okay then i'm having pnb then i am having access then I am having HDFC. Now, team, I know that you all might be aware of that, like how much 
important data we are having in our router or like in our bank right so like if one transaction is missed like there will be a lots of problem the bank has to face so like for that purpose we can't go for like public cloud right or like off-premises private cloud we can't go for like multi-tenancy as well so what happens team these four banks will go to the cloud service provider like for examples to aws and ask them to can you deploy a cloud platform that can, that will be used by for us only for our community so they will say yes why not so they will be deploying cloud here now these things will be used by only for by all four cloud now team there is one, one like now i know that like there will be a question in your mind like why these banks are going for this like for community cloud so the now team like if they are going like going for this cloud deployment model like separately so what will happen they have to pay for it right but now they are just using the same thing okay and these uh, this will be only going to use by the only four banks so their security will be uh you know like they they don't have any security issue second thing is that they are just going to save like see what will happen here okay their infrastructure will be just broken into four parts and this will be used by them okay and what will happen team now these will be used but they are not having multi-tenancy with uh, other one they are just going to use this cloud service provider like this cloud by for their own purpose only now team moving forward okay so this was my public hybrid right then we have something called as government cloud like aw has aws has built a government cloud for us government right so there is another model that is called as government cloud then we are having something called as high uh, then we have something called as multi-cloud team like what is multi-cloud this is really right now really important and hot in the market multi-cloud okay so what is multi-cloud okay so team what is multi-cloud so team like in multi-cloud we need to do all these things by ourselves okay like in multi-cloud for example okay i'm just going to give you example now for example we are having different cloud service provider like google aws and azure okay now team like some of the people says like we are uh, like aws container services are really good okay then some of the people say like azure active directory is really good if you want to go for like all the controls go for active directory for microsoft okay so you are going azure for this okay then if you want to go for the storage for example okay team i'm not just saying that they are these are the best things for this cloud but i'm just saying okay now for example like for gcp like for google you can go for storage now team for example okay now you want all these things from different cloud right now you are not going to use all the services from here or you just don't want to build your own cloud infrastructure using a single cloud service provider then you can use the services of all these three things and go for multi-cloud cool team like you are taking some services of uh containers from here then you are taking active directory from here then you are taking storage things from here so by this way you can go for multi-cloud strategy cool team you just need to analyze what all things are good for you and you can easily go for that cool so these are our uh deployments model team then team we have something called as cloud service models okay then we have something called as cloud 
service models team these are really important okay these are the basics if you don't know these basics then you need to suffer right so these are the cloud service models so team what are cloud service models okay so first of all i will tell you what are the models that we are having team like in cloud service model first thing that we are having is called as this one is on premises team this means that team okay this means the team like all these things will be taken care by you because you have uh, deployed clouds or like you are having uh, on premises private cloud and you have to just take care of all these things by yourself then team these things are called is pass and says infrastructure as a service platform as a service and software as a service so team what will happen in these three things in a platform as a service team you just need to take care of like application security of your application databases and operating system and all these things that are grayed out that will be taken care by cloud service provider and if you are going for pass then only application should be taken care by and other things will be taken care by cloud service provider and if you are going for sas so everything will be taken care by cloud service provider you just need to use that okay so let me discuss all these things in a deeper way okay so team like there are like uh, three types of service models okay so first one is infrastructure as a service platform as a service then software as a service okay now team infrastructure service is the most flexible type of cloud service which lets you rent the hardware and contains the basic building blocks for cloud and it okay so this is the most flexible type see if you are going for this you are just going to manage all these things by yourself cool team then is gives complete control over the hardware that runs your applications okay i will show you team like example of is i will show you don't worry so it gives complete control over the hardware that runs your applications okay then team it's an instant computing infrastructure provision and manage over the internet okay so what does this mean team it means that you just don't need to buy anything over upfront you can just use the uh, cloud service provider okay then team like is gives you the best level of flexibility and management control over your it resources okay so all these things will become will be covering is right then teams uh, like the best example for is is ec2 okay so what is ec2 okay let me show you like how we are working in ec2 so let me open this like in ec2 okay this is the example of infrastructure as a service okay so i'm just going to open this service so team like i already explained you like we are having all these things right like we are just going to use hardware okay we are not going to buy anything upfront we are just going to leverage from here so for that like i am just going to show you like launch instance okay so now anything like you are launch like if you are launching any server in aws it will be known as instance right now team this is my ami okay first of all this is my ami right so you can just uh, find any ami which is uh, uh, suitable according to you like for example you are going for amazon linux you are going for mac you can go for red hat you can go for microsoft right if you are just going to launch any server you can do it easily cool team then team i told you like there are like four things right we just need to see see like if you are going for is okay so first of all like we need to use like we need to select our uh, like v core cpu power like how much v core cpu require then memory 
C storage, then networking performance. Cool team. So if you are going for IAS and if you are selecting EC2 service team, then all these things will be just managed by you. You need to just select and all these things will be done by cloud service provider. Cool team. So this is my IAS, right? So in IAS, we are just taking care of like VJ, we are just selecting our hardware, like we are just selecting our OS and OS pa maintaining, patching, all these things will be done by us. Okay, so the best example of IS is EC2. Then team, we are having some benefits of IS. Okay, then we are having some benefits of IS. The benefits of IS is cost saving. How we are saving cost using IS? Team in IS, we are not going to buy any hardware upfront, right? We are not going to buy any network capacity. We are not going to buy a CPU capacity. We are not going to buy any storage capacity. We are not going to buy anything, right? We are just going to use all these things. Okay, we are just going to use our cloud service model. We are just going to create our account and we are just going to easily do that using IES, right? We are just leveraging all these things. Okay, and we just need to provision and use it. Cool team. Then we have pass. Then team, what is pass? See what is pass team like pass. Okay, in pass we are something called as platform as a service. So team, what is happening in pass? Okay, team like in pass. Okay, so in pass. Okay, pass is a model that gives you ready to use uh, development environment. Okay, where developers can especially uh, write and execute high quality code. Okay, so you don't need to provision anything. You just need to use the uh, underlying hardware. Okay, so team like here you just need to focus on your code and all these things will be taken care by cloud service provider. Okay, let me show you how. How team like you know like how we are going to build our application. Right, we need environment. We need all these things for this purpose. You just need to go here something called as Elastic Beanstalk. Okay, so this is the example of pass service now team if you want to build your application see how you can do it Just create application and like in these three steps you can easily do it. Okay, I'm just typing my demo application These are text you can just forget about them. Okay, we can just leave them. These are optional team This is platform. Okay, you just need to select platform like of which platform you are just going to deploy your application So what application you are having? You are having like Python. You are having these things, right? So if you are if you have a code with the uh, PHP, so what you can do just select a platform and upload your code. See, choose your file, and as soon as you are just going to hit a like create application, your application will be hosted, and you can see over the web as well. Cool team. So by this way, you don't need to do anything. You just need to focus on your code, and you can host your application, and all these things will be managed by AWS. Then we have a software as a service team. The best example of a software as a service is Netflix. Okay, in that you are not going to do anything. You are just using that thing over the cloud, right? You are not creating anything. You are not saving anything, right? You just opening that uh, thing and you're just watching movies, right? You just don't need to store that movies or web series over your uh, local drive. Right, and the best use case is Netflix. You can watch movies, series anytime, whenever you want. Okay, this is software as a service, and it comes with a subscription model. Right, like example, like in Netflix, you are just you just need to buy a subscription, like monthly or 
yearly cool team then team this is really important shared responsibility model okay this is really important team shared responsibility model so what like this is this comes under like security like what all things should be uh, taken care by a customer and what all things should be taken care by aws cool team then i will tell you like what is responsible like shared responsibility model team now team like a cloud vendor provides various cloud service to its user right and one provides the service and other uses it okay like vendor is uh, right like both vendors and users uh, share some responsibility like the vendor is responsible for the service provided and the user is responsible for the service users like for example aws will be responsible for providing us the services like i shown you elastic beanstalk ec2 and s3 and we will be responsible for using that services okay team so team we have already discussed the level of abstraction right we have already discussed about is passion says so team the biggest challenge that organization face is the confusion of the responsibilities leading to security compromisation okay this confusion gives hackers a blind spot to attack and many uh, reports claim the improperly shared security responsibility as a culprit for various security incidents right team so that's why aws established the aws security responsibility model to clarify responsibility cool team like according to aws shared responsibility model aws is responsible for the security of the cloud and the customer is responsible for the security in the cloud aws will be just taking taking uh, like taking uh, the responsibility for underlying hardware right okay now team these things are really uh, responsible right so now what will happen like according to aws shared responsibility model aws is responsible for the security of the cloud and the customer is responsibility for the security in the cloud right so now aws responsibility so aws is responsible for protecting the infrastructure that runs all the aws services got it aws will be responsible for protecting the infrastructure like underlying infrastructure and in other words if i will tell you like aws control operate and manage the components from the host operating system right and virtualization layer that is down to the physical layer which is the service operates right so they will be just taking care of all these things now team like talking about customer responsibility the customer responsibility depends on the aws services used and the configuration they need to perform to secure that service okay in the in other words like customer need to manage the guest operating system including security patches and application software right customer need to manage the guest operating system right they are they, i already showed you right you just need to select a mac red hat you can select anything so that is the guest operating system and you need to match patch maintain all that thing cool team and the responsibility of both aws and the customer varies with the service taken into use okay so make it very clear okay so for this we, i am just taking one service just to show you like what is the responsibility of aws and what will be the responsibility of cloud like uh, customer responsibility okay now for example i am taking the service that is ec2 okay that is ies okay so i am just going to discuss that so team like aws security is responsible for 
infrastructure okay so what is the infrastructure that is regions and availability zones okay and services so these will be taken like regions and availability zones underlying hardwares like it, these will be taken care by aws responsibility then we have customer responsibility the customer is responsible for the security configuration or firewall right like if you are having an application you will be responsible for configuration of firewall guest operating system like ubuntu windows application and tools installed clients and server side encryption and customer data okay so team like finally security should not be compromised at any cost and aws knows the importance of cloud security as well right so our final goal is like this should not be security should not be compromised so team now i have got a question like what how about responsibility matters in multi cloud so team like for example you are using some services from aws right you are using some services from azure you are using some services from google right so when you are using these services from these they will be just uh, different uh, responsibility responsibility matrix from different clouds right from aws like they will be taking care of like underlining uh, hardware other things will be taken care of by you like if you want to launch a server like if you are going for ec2 so you just need to take care of like security groups all these things okay like if you are just using uh, active directory so like the like see the responsibility of cloud service provider is that their in underlying like their underlying hardware should not be compromised and other things should be taken care by right second thing is that it it is based on like services that you are using right if you are using uh pass service okay that is completely taken care by cloud service provider then you don't need to worry about security right all these things will be taken care by cloud service provider this is like uh shared responsibility model okay then team we have something called as aws architecting team like from here like these are the core concepts okay these are the well defined principles and you should be aware about uh, of this if you are just want to work as a security consultant if you want to work as a uh, solution architect consultant so team you should be aware about all these concepts these are really really important okay these are the basics and if you are good with that then i believe that you won't now team uh this is really important architecting and this thing so please focus here the first thing that we are here okay that is called as well architect framework and general guiding principle okay so team so in cloud like when you want to have a good architecture you need to stop guessing your capacity needs okay instead you should use auto scaling and the and the scale and scale based on what the actual demand on your system is going to be okay i have already explained you the scenario of shopping.com right like in that we are going for like auto scaling so team like we are not aware like how much capacity we are going to use like i am uh, starting my organization okay i am just a startup so like i know that i can, i will be having only around 50 to 100 request so i can go for the minimum right like i can go for like t3 t4 or m large right now team after some time i see that like i am having more requests so that what i can do i can just increase the number of servers cool team so this is called as auto scaling okay so if you are just doing all these things on premises then you need to buy hardware right but if you are doing all these things in cloud you don't worry you don't have to worry about 
all these things right infrastructure so you can do auto scaling right and you don't need to guess right now if you are doing all these things in your premises then you have to guess right now just like i am having 100 requests like uh, i am planning for the sale day so how much servers i need to buy in standby right so you need to guess right but if you're working in cloud then you don't need to do anything right i will show you see this is auto scaling concept okay let me show you otherwise like you will be confused like what is auto scaling okay team like this is auto scaling see you just need to uh, launch a configuration from here and all these things will be taken care by aws in the back end you don't need to do anything right you're just provisioning that my if my if my if my request is increased please increase servers in the back end cool then team you should also test your system at production scale okay this is really important team you should also test your system at production scale so why what is the reason behind it like team in the cloud you can create as many as resources you want right and that can you can do it like very very quickly okay so now like and there is no such reasons like why for example like why can't you just build all these things for one hour and just test a system at production scale right so you can do all these things like in a very quick manner so it's there is like no uh what you say like there is nothing to think like why we don't really want to do okay then team this will ensure in future that your system is ready when you actually publish it to the customer cool team now team it's really important to automate to make architectural experiment experimentation easier okay so why you want to like team like they like let me explain your concept okay this concept is really hot in a market okay that is called as infrastructure as a code okay or infrastructure as code so what does this mean team like if i wants to build any infrastructure in the cloud okay let me show you okay this will bring more clarity okay now for example team okay this is my cloud platform right now if i wants to uh create my own infrastructure so for that i need uh, to create vpc right so how can i do it to creating vpc i need to create from here select all these things then inside vpc i need to create subnet right for creating subnets i need to click here right so by this one team i need to do all these things manually right but now team think in a way like you are just going for something called as infrastructure as a code it means that you are having a piece of code right that is written in like whether it is written in json or yaml you are just going to run that code and after running that code you can easily get an infrastructure it means that you don't need to go physically and do all these things you just need to run this code you just need to write a code and you can do it automatically cool team so it's really important to automate right now for example my infrastructure is down so team what will happen if i have done manually like it will take three to four days right to do all these things to make changes so it will be really hectic my things will be unavailable my i will be losing my clients right so what we are going to do we are going for infrastructure as a code if my infrastructure is gone okay so what will happen i just need to run this code and running this code my infrastructure is back again right within few minutes so this is really important team so this is the concept in a market like this is a hot concept in a market team okay so okay so uh, for this we are just going for something called as cloud formation 
and using this cloud formation like it's really important like because if you get infrastructure as a code then you can easily create an architecture on different accounts and different regions also using platform as a service such as beanstalk would be very helpful for experimenting okay then team you should also allow to make your architecture evolve so you need to design based on changing requirement okay that means that when you migrate a workload from on-premises to the cloud so maybe at first you can make it one-to-one -one match but then you try to think how can i leverage the cloud better okay so now you have uh, just moved from on-premise to the cloud now either you are just taking all these things you are just using the traditional one you can just go for the concept of serverless okay you don't need to run servers like for 24 7 you just need to use all these things like serverless concept and using this serverless concept you just removing the overhead right so you can do all these things then team like then drive architecture using data okay it's not it's not good to guess right it's good to look at what the actual uses is what are the patterns then drive your architecture and use right services based on what you need cool team then team like this is really important really 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 important and this is really what i can say like interesting one i'm just going to explain this point team like improve through game days so what does this mean so that means that when you simulate application for flash shell days and this stress your system you know if you are doing well now for example netflix they have something called as the chaos monkey and it's a program that in their ec2 environment goes ahead and terminate ec2 instances at randomly in production right so like in production they are just going to terminate some of the instances like they are just going to uh, remove some of the servers okay so by this way they will check if they are ready for failure in the cloud cool team and there surely there will be no the failure in the cloud so for that we should be prepared cool team now team we have something called as aws cloud best practices and design principles okay first thing is that like in scalability we have two things horizontal and vertical okay so what is vertical scaling team like first of all like what is horizontal scaling it means that like this is my one server it can serve around thousand requests now i need like uh, now i am having three thousand or like four thousand requests so what i can do i can just increase my servers in this way okay now by this way this is called as vertical servers okay okay vertical scaling then team we have something called as sorry this is this was horizontal scaling team we are just increasing servers then we have something called as vertical scaling team so what is vertical scaling means we are just increasing the number of like we are just like going from t2 micro to t2 large okay so let me show you how see like this is my ec2 okay i'm just going to open ec2 so this is uh, a vertical scaling team okay vertical scaling means team like i am launching an instance okay so team i am selecting this hardware capacity okay now team i have started from t2 micro like i am i was having a small requirement so i have started from t2 micro now after some time like i feel like i need to like go for like uh, for more v core cpu okay 
for more network performance so what i can go for i can change this class vertically right now i will be having same server with this capacity right so team by this way we can just increase the size of a same server this is called as vertical scaling cool team then team we have disposable resources so your server should be easily disposable and easily configured okay if you put too much configurations onto a server and somehow that server is lost you will be losing its resources as well right so in the cloud everything is supposed to be disposable including your infrastructure so you need to make sure to go back to like you need to go back uh, and uh, uh, backup of your data you just need to uh, make like save your configurations using snapshot right then we have automation team i've already told you like we can go for like automations using like serverless like lambda or we can use uh, auto scaling as well okay then team loose coupling okay loose coupling is important like so when you have application at force it's monolithic it means that it's an application that you can do anything and over the time the more you add on to the application the bigger it becomes right and now as this application become bigger it could be difficult to maintain and difficult to scale okay then instead you should break it down into smaller loosely coupled components so that maybe linked through sns and sqs and idea is that a change or failure should not cascade to other components cool team so if one thing is failed okay so another should not be like for example i will show you i have a use case for this now team i am having an application which is used for video encoding okay so for example like at first this is my first scenario and in this what i'm going to do i'm just going to use this application for video encoding okay so when i'm going to encode video i'm doing all these things here okay encoding video like accepting request here encoding here and just uh, just uh, uh, return uh, like just responding to requests the using this same so it will happen after some time like if um, there are like lots of requests my these things will go down right this server will go down so what i am going to do i am just going to break this server into two okay now this will be my front end like where i will be just making a request and all doing all these things and this will be my back end where i will be doing video encoding part right and i will be just using something here called as sqs okay this there is a service in a aws that is called as sqs okay simple queue service so i am going to use that okay so this will be sqs here in between so team what will happen now now if i am getting request okay these will be taken care of here okay now after that all these requests will be accumulated here and they will be queue and uh, they will be sent here this is sqs this is a queue service okay now team like my capacity of this server is of like 100 encoding video okay my capacity of this server is like 100 encoding video and i am getting request of thousands okay so this server will take thousand request okay and will be queued here these things these thousands request will be encoded here now team like after these hundred uh thing like hundred videos are resolved they are sent back and now hundred are pulled okay so by this way team like if uh, like you now for example my this server goes down okay now what will happen now uh, in sqs i am having thousand requests and in the back end like these things can happen okay so one thing is failure but other thing is working right now and for example in the same way like my front end is uh, like is down for some reason like for some minutes 
so still my front end can take all these requests and queued here okay so like one like failure in one will be not cascaded to the other one right so by this way cool team so finally like i will tell you one more thing okay so finally think in services not servers okay so you can use ec2 but it's not recommended okay you can use ec2 for translating whatever you have on premises to the cloud but now think as a service so you are now fully managed you can use fully managed services right i showed you like elastic bean stock cool then team we have something called as well architect framework and in that we are having six pillars and these are the really six pillars and after that i will be just showing you a small demo of well architect framework okay a small demo. so team like we have six pillars these are operational excellence these are security third one is reliability fourth one is performance efficiency then we have cost optimization then we have sustainability so team idea behind that is when you are acting according to these pillars you will have good architecture okay on aws so they are not something you want to balance and compromise between them or trade-offs okay so in this you improve operational excellence okay your cost optimization will also improve right so team now i'm just going to start with the first one that is operational excellence okay the first pillar in the well architect framework is going to be operational excellence okay so operational excellence include the ability to run and monitor systems to deliver business values and to continuously improve supporting processes and procedures okay it's all about having operations excellence cool team then there are like design principles of this first one is perform operations as code okay team i have already told you like operations as code right so what is operations as code for that we are using something called as cloud formations right infrastructure as a code cool team then and for that we need to go for cloud formation right then team second is that annotate documentations okay so you need to annotate document make sure it's commented make sure it's clean and generated after every build of your, your application okay like whenever you are just going for another build or any, any another release then go for documentations okay then to make frequent and small or reversible changes now for example team if you make huge changes every three months in case of failure you may feel like difficult to reverse it right so go for small changes in case of any failure you so that you can easily reverse it then team finally anticipate failure and learn from all your operational failure right? so failure will come and go but what what is the most important thing here is that we need to learn from our failure and just act accordingly cool team then we have like another pillar okay okay team like before going to another pillar like there are like some services okay i can tell you like how you can just improve your oper operational excellence using that services okay so like there are like some services for that for 
operational excellence okay they are like some services so like for full service we are having something called as aws cloud formation okay so i am having something called as aws cloud formation i already told you about this service it is infrastructure as a code and it's similar to terraform right i think that you might have heard about terraform okay so it's similar to terraform so we can use cloud cloud formation okay for preparing infrastructure as a code and review code okay and now if you want to make change infrastructure it can be done easily with the cloud formation right if you are having a code right if you want to uh, delete anything if you want to upgrade anything if you just need to like write few lines in the code you can easily do it right instead of making manual changes you just need to make change in your code and you can do it right then team we are having something called as aws config team what is aws config this service can help you to evaluate your compliance of your cloud formation template okay this service will help you uh, just to check each and everything in the cloud then we have cloudwatch team what is cloudwatch team i will tell you okay a cloudwatch is a service okay which is used to monitor your like servers or like your or other services as well right and for monitoring the performance of like operations in infrastructure so like using aws cloudwatch you can just create alarms right like if my cpu utilization i will show you team let me show you like how aws cloudwatch will help you out okay so for that you just need to go here okay just just let me cancel this team okay so how you can improve performance so for that you just need to create alarm what is alarm like if anything goes below or ab above that they will be just sending alarm so for that you can create alarm click or create alarm you just need to click here like select matrix so i'm just selecting a matrix okay i'm just typing here ec2 okay you can type anything i'm selecting anything okay uh just give me a second okay i'm just going to select anything right i'm just going to select anything i'm just want to show you okay like it's a call count api count right if it's more than like greater than a threshold okay i'm just mentioning here if it's like more than that so what action should cloudwatch take so i'm just uh, making here like i can just uh what i can just create a auto scaling group here right so what will happen i just need to select a group from here that i have created in auto scaling and uh, and after that click here next your alarm will be created whenever your api count will be more than that your new instance will be launched cool team so by this way you don't have to do anything manually you don't need to uh, like check everything manually seeing like what is the performance now i just need to add more things right so by this way we can just increase our performance excellence using all these services then team we are having something called as security okay this is the second pillars okay this is the next pillar is security okay it includes the ability to protect information systems and assets while delivering business values through risk and risk management assessments and mitigation strategies okay so team like security is really important okay we have to minimize our risk over the time so how we can design a strong security okay so well for that we need to have a strong identity foundation okay so for this like in aws we are having something called as iam that is identity and access management 
okay so first of all we need to create an identity foundation okay what is identity in access management team so by using this service we can manage groups or users in a centralized manner and follow the principle of least privileges so how can we do it team we are just having uh, like we just can create create, uh, create users and groups okay so we can easily create uh, users and group here and users is like not a different account team these are like the same uh, these are like uh, you are creating a users in the same account okay so now if i want you guys to access my account so what i can do i really i can't give you my username password right so uh, what i can do i can create users inside that of your name and i will give you the your separate id password and you i will give you the permission as well and using that permission only you will be able to access okay if i am giving you the permission of s3 so you can only use for it like storage you can't use other service okay so we will be going for im and using the least privilege okay principal least privilege means give that person that much permission that is required to do his or her job then team we have something called as enable tracing okay so we want to enable tracing that means that we want to look at the all the logs and enable them automatically respond and take actions every time something looks really weird cool team then we have something called as apply security at every levels like edge network vpc subnet load balancer every instance operating systems right and applications so here we need to follow the approach that is called as defense in depth okay so it means that like if my one security control fails then others should be able to take okay it means that if my if i am having two security con uh, control if one is failed other will be there to take over the charge right like for example i am having a network acl uh, at my subnet level right if the, like someone is uh, has bypassed that then at the next level i am having at instance level that is security groups right so i can use security groups so security group is nothing but it's like a virtual firewall cool team then like automate practices like is the best practice it's done well when done automated right see like if you are just it's not possible for us right like we are having lots of logs in our aws account we are happy we have we are having vp vpc logs api logs right we have cloud trail logs we have logs from different services then right right so these are like we are having different kind of logs so like if you are monitoring all these things like manually i don't believe that you would be able to do the best so for that we need to go for like automate right then team we need to protect data in transit and rest so we can do it by encryption and access control cool team and team like we have to prepare for like security events and run incident response simulation and use tools with the automated and increase your speed for detection cool team and for security we have already discussed about something called as shared responsibility model so we will be following that then team like there are like some services that we can use for security excellence okay security for the security okay how you can just have the best security so for that we are having something called as identity and access management okay so what is identity and access management we will be just uh, we can build our secure system okay by having uh, like users and having proper groups and assigning proper policies cool team so 
we'll be using IAM. Then we have something called as MFA. So MFA is nothing but team is multi-factor authentication. So we can use that. Then team like we are having something called as AWS organization. Okay, so what is organization team? Like for example, we are working like I, I like I am working like I am working in our organization, right? Now team like we are working in a company, right? So I you know that like we are in a uh, company we are just not going for a single account, right? We are having different account, right? So same way team like we are in account if you are working in AWS there also we are having okay so we are not going for single account the reason is that like they can be a case of single point of failure so to remove that single point of failure we are just using aws organization and why we are using aws organization like you are having multiple accounts okay in your uh, aws running so you can just collaborate all these account called as aws organization right and using this service you can just have uh, you can just uh, take control on multiple accounts you can centrally enforce policies like this account can use this service only right you can just restrict service as well like this account will not be able to touch my api logs anything okay so people used to like we can use aws organization for this then we have cloud trail to look at api logs okay then team we have vpc to set the right acl right access control list then we have shield to protect our system from dos and ddos okay i know that like team tomorrow we will be discussing all these security things in a very detailed way okay then team we have something called as WAF. it is a web application firewall helps to protect from bot attack and well-known uh, web vulnerabilities right like OSAP top 10 all these kind of thing okay then we have inspector like for threat intelligence like if like we need to just go for like vulnerability assessment for all these kind of things we can go for inspector cool team then we have kms okay kms like team we are using it for like encryption our life for encryption and protecting our data and like kms we will be doing a lab in a very deep way and we'll be discussing kms on the last day of our master class cool team then third pillar that we have is called as third pillar we are having called as reliability okay so team what is reliability okay so team the ability of a system to recover from infrastructure as a service disruption okay so its team it's all about making sure your application runs no matters what okay team it's the uh, the idea here is that you like your application should run no matter what okay so the design principles design principles are really simple okay first one is test recovery procedures use automation to simulate different failures or to recreate scenarios that lead to failures before okay then team like automatically recover from failures uh, anticipate remediate failures before they occur right you just need to uh, check the failures and remediate failures okay before they occur okay then team we can go for like scale horizontally to increase aggregate system availability distribute requests across multiple small resources 
to ensure that do they don't share a common point of failure okay example auto scaling okay then team we have something called as stop guessing capacity so we just need to main like maintain to optimal level or to satisfy demand without over or under provisioning okay so for that we can use auto scaling cool team then for reliability also we are having some aws services okay so let's see which aws services can help you to increase reliability okay so first one is vpc okay so this is really strong uh, foundation for networking then we have service quotas okay so set neither too strong too higher nor too low okay then team we have trust advisor so like we can get a recommendation from aws for reliability so team what is trust advisor team trust advisor is nothing but okay trust advisor is nothing but it's just like a uh, we are having our parents right at home so they will be giving us the best advice so same way we are having trust advisor okay you just need to pay some amount to aws and they will be just giving you the best advices cool team then we have auto scaling okay so if we have set up auto scaling and after some time if my application becomes popular then we don't need to change anything right they will be just increasing the servers in a horizontal way okay then team we have something called as aws cloud watch so i already told you how to set alarm for auto scaling all kind of thing right then team we have something called as backup so to recover if really something bad happens so we should have backup right so backup should be there for like each and everything like whether it's servers or whether it's like for storage right so we are just going for backup now team another pillar that we are having is called as performance efficiency okay so team the fourth pillar is performance efficiency and it includes the ability the computing to use computing resources efficiently to meet system requirement and to maintain that efficiency as demand changes okay so it's all about adapting and providing the best performance okay nothing but it's all about adapting and providing the best performance okay so what are the design principles okay so design principles are d democratized advanced technology this is basically like that advanced technology become services okay as the service become available maybe they can help you and help and you can focus on your product development right now team like most of the people are going for aws side for cloud service provider so why they are going for cloud service provider so team the reason behind cloud service provider is that you are just going for a managed service right? you don't want to manage anything okay now for example like in a back days we were using like manual washing machine right they were like two compa compartment right now we are having automatic machines okay so we uh, like uh, like way back we were using mostly manual cars now we are going for like most of the people are going for automatic so like it's all about we are going for the comfort right so now if you're going for the services that are managed by aws then you can easily focus on your product right you don't have to worry about like what are what are the scaling auto scaling things and all these things right team then team uh, you can go global in minutes it means that you can easily deploy in multiple regions using cloud formation i've already told you okay so if you are just going for infrastructure as a code we can do it within a minutes then team like use serverless architecture avoid burden of managing servers okay you can go for lambda you can go for fargate okay 
then finally team we are having something called as experiment more often easy to carry out comparative testing like you can try serverless or fully managed services cool team then there are like some services that increase your performance okay i've already told you like auto scaling it will help you just going for if you're going for ec2 this this will be really helpful for you now team there is something called as aws lambda okay so like you're going for aws lambda it's for like serverless okay so if you are going for serverless you can go for lambda you can uh, like what is have what is the difference between lambda and ec2 okay let me tell you team like whenever you are using ec2 servers they will be running all the way right they will be running 24 7 but if you're going for lambda what will happen okay so now i have already given example of video encoding right so like if you're running ec2 server they will be running like 24 7 okay now if you're using lambda what will have whenever someone is trying to like uh, whenever someone is sending a request like i wants to encode video then only lambda will be just triggering and will your server will be running for that period of time cool team so for that you can use lambda then we have s3 you can store any amount of data then we have cloudwatch like monitoring our platform how well we are doing okay we can just manage all these things team like elastic catch there is one more thing called as elastic catch let me explain this really important now team for example okay this is my database okay team like this is my database okay for example this is my database and this is my server okay this is my application now team i am getting lots of request i am getting a request okay so i am getting a request and like these customers are just uh, asking for the data from the database okay so what will happen this application will send request to db and db will respond back to the application right team but like there are like lots of application word lots of requests what will happen like there will be a chance like your db becomes slow right or it can go down so what we are doing we are adding here something called as elastic catch okay there is a concept of elastic catch we are adding here something called as elastic catch so team what is elastic catch elastic catch is just like a ram okay so now what will happen team like if someone is making a request so first like it will check like if anything is catching nothing then it will just go in the database and check now team like database will load here data and it will just respond to the application cool team so by this way elastic catch is working for the first time like next time whenever like someone is requesting data and if it is cached here request will be served from here okay so we are just adding a layer here to just improve our performance cool team right then we have like another pillar okay that is called as cost optimization okay so team let's talk about what uh, this is the pillar like oh, what is it is the ability to run system to deliver business value at the lowest price point okay so the ability to run systems to deliver business values as the lowest price point okay so design principles are adopt okay so we are just like adopt a uh, consumption mode okay pay only for what you use like for example i have already told you s3 okay so you have to pay only for the storage part that uh, you are having okay ebs right like if you are going for ebs you have to provision okay so go for the consumption mode okay then measure all efficiency okay use cloud configure right type and right type of resources 
then we have like uh, spending money on data center operation the idea is that when you move to the cloud then you don't have to like uh, focus on the like uh, on premises data centers uh, operations right you just need to use all these things you just need to leverage the aws cloud infrastructure then we just need to analyze and attribute expenditures like uh, accurate identification of system uses and cost and gets roi so using this you can just get the roi okay like how much you have spent and how much you have got it then team we have like cost optimization like in aws services like cost optimization in terms of aws resources we are having like budgets okay so we can you can just create your budget thing right so in creating your budget it will help you out like for your cost consumption and like aws will not charge you more cool team then you have like spot instances they are like a cheaper okay they are like a bidding process if you wants to get all these things in a backend right okay so if you are just going to deploy all these things okay so if you are using a spot instances what will happen it's like a bidding process okay for example like aws having a low uh, massive infrastructure so they are not using all this infrastructure so what they are going to do they are going to use this infrastructure okay they are just going to uh, give you a heavily discount and you can use them okay then team we have like sustainability this is the last pillar and this is the new pillar pillar they have just added okay so the sustainable pillar focus on minimizing the environment impacts of running cloud workloads okay so in this what we are doing we are just uh, here ideas that to understand your impact for the established performance indication right and evaluate improvements then you can set long-term goals for each workloads and return on iam uh, like roi then you can have like maximum utilization of resources because you want to be energy efficient right then you can use managed services like for like to reduce your amount of infrastructure you use and reduce cost as as well right so for that you can use serverless lambda s3 lifecycle all these things team this is like the certification part okay these are the current certification that we are having in aws so first one is like cloud practitioner okay so here this this one is the basic one so you just need to if you are just the new or you just want to uh, start your journey with aws so you can start with that or you are a person who is just managing the team so you can also go for this okay then team this is the associate level from here your learning starts to be in a deeper way so these two uh, like uh, solution architects is op administrator is like in a similar okay they are similar in a uh, in concept all these things but there is a slightly difference a solution architect is more of a designing solutions and sysop is mostly of uh, like how to deploy that solution okay so all these things are same but there are like some certain topics that are different this is a developer team so developer means that if you want to go for developer services that you can go for this then team we have like professional so what does this mean team professional like from this certification it means that you have to you have to learn things in a more deeper way like if there is a topic some topic like in solution architect they like kinesis uh, and if you wants to like go for like professional so in for professional that kinesis will be in much more deeper way right like devops like team if you wants to just run your ci cd pipeline or you want to do all these things like ansible gate all these things you have to go for devops then team these are like some uh, called as certifications okay these are like specialty they are like bit tough because they are focusing uh, focusing on some amount of like some area right so they are like bit tough 
team like there is a small demo okay of infrastructure like aws well infrastructure okay so this is like aws well infrastructure tool so how can you use it team it's really easy first of all you just need to define a workload so click here i am just writing a name so i'm just typing uh, my workload like demo workload okay uh, this is for demo team this is for the demo purpose then i just need to mention the email id ayush at the rate gmail.com okay so these are things i'm just giving okay i'm just taking like production i can choose regions as well i am choosing these two regions okay i'm just taking these two regions okay then you can give all this information like your industry optional like okay your application if you will have with you click here on next okay then team we have like these lenses okay you can use any of these lenses like well character framework if you want to go for sas lens server lens okay so if you are going for this select this and click on define workload okay so i have defined my workload so now what i need to do i just need to start reviewing my this right so for that they will ask you a lot of question team so you just need to answer like these questions like next right we just need to give like these questions next right so by this way team whenever you are just going to answer these questions they will be showing you like your infrastructure is on high risk or medium risk and based on that you can just create your uh, like you can just respond right then uh, you can do like you can save milestone like this is my this release that release on the release base right so team this is all about uh, aws introduction all this kind of thing